with my homage to the Triple Gem and ask permission from Venerable Ajahn Anan and all the monks in order to say some words on Dhamma and give my blessings to all of you gathered here. So now is the time that we come to practice the Dhamma and uh, it's a time that we are listening to Dhamma and listening to Dhamma is important. Um, it is helps us to understand uh, the way how we practice the Dhamma. So may you be determined to listen about uh, the way that we practice uh, the Dhamma. And today I want to talk about a Dhamma topic that is very important, and that is about mindfulness, sati, and about wisdom. But especially uh, we'll be talking about sati, mindfulness. So mindfulness and wisdom is a very important Dhamma qualities. And someone who has mindfulness and wisdom, who's imbued with these qualities, uh, then in anything that they learn and study, in any of their various work and activities, uh, they will succeed in that uh, very well. In their families, if they have mindfulness and wisdom, then they can take the family members uh, in a good way there's warmth in the family, there's no disputes, and uh, there's no problems arising in that family unit. And if one has mindfulness and wisdom, one is able to look after the health of the body to make sure the body is in a good state and also knows how to look after the health of the mind as well to be in a good state. So this mindfulness and wisdom will also uh, be a benefit to society and the world uh, around us because we'll provide peace and happiness uh, to others. So we've heard about these qualities of mindfulness and wisdom for a long time already, and we will learn about them. And we can notice then in the world, then why is there problems and troubles arising in society uh, around the world, a lot of chaos arising? And why is there problems in work, in our families, uh, of the health of our bodies and minds. We can notice that people of this uh, present day, uh, they tend to have problems with their mind or there's an increasing amount of mental issues um, that the mind's unable to be in an ordinary state and, and some people experiencing uh, depression even. And so there's problems arising within society and the world, and it's causing a lot of uh, troubles and chaos, and to the extent there may be even wars breaking out, or even problems that uh, affecting the environment around us, like we can see today. And so there are problems, uh, like I've said, is because that we may understand about mindfulness and wisdom but the problem is is it doesn't arise uh, in time or it's not quick enough and so when there are problems uh, arising and our mindfulness just isn't able to to come up it's not able to um, take control of the situation or the issue that we're facing um, so that problems and issues don't arise or if they have arisen then we're able to uh, lessen it or 
um, overcome it completely. Uh, basically, we're not able to all this mindfulness and wisdom to come back to us to arise in the mind in time. Um, and this is because of not having uh, trained uh, these qualities enough. And this mindfulness and wisdom uh, has to come up quickly, um, has to be very uh, fluent and uh, very strong uh, and be able to come up when we require it. And so it's because of this that we come to train in the way that we're doing, come on a retreat in order for us to build mindfulness, to build our samadhi concentration and our wisdom uh, to be better, to arise. And we are practicing to develop it more than we currently uh, have. And this is why we come to a retreat like this in order to improve our faculties So in the beginning, I will talk a bit about wisdom and how this connects to sati mindfulness and then talk and explain more about mindfulness. And this quality of wisdom is what the Buddha praised as being the ultimate because developing wisdom from the beginning levels all the way to the highest ultimate levels uh, it can take one to go beyond uh, the cycle of birth and death of samsara and to abandon all the gilases and mental defilements. And this all requires wisdom. And so this is why wisdom is so important. Wisdom, according to what the Buddha taught, uh, is uh, has its levels and the first level of wisdom is this understanding that we have currently. We know how to earn a living, to get by in this world, and it's the wisdom that is able to develop technologies, to learn and to practice occupations, um, and to grow and have material development. Uh, so basically, wisdom on this level is about knowing how to to earn a living or how to get by in this world. So here, this type of wisdom is about uh, earning a living, developing technologies, leading occupations. Uh, but this wisdom has a quality of not harming others, uh, not uh, cheating, not trying to um, be hostile and harm uh, and hurt others in order to get what you want. So it basically is not using our intelligence in order to get the better of other people um, because that isn't wisdom, but that is the gilesas, that's the defilements. And so that type of uh, defilements are cheating others, taking advantage of others so that it causes so much uh, problems and chaos to others. So this... Uh, next level of wisdom is something we want to emphasize because if one can develop this level of wisdom, then one won't have problems arise in society, in one's family and occupations. Uh, and this is a higher level of wisdom and it will lead to sorry, the higher level of wisdom. Hmm. So the wisdom on this level is 
the wisdom that's able to separate out merit and demerit, uh, skillfulness and unskillfulness, good and bad and right and wrong. Um, so it knows that the actions one takes uh, or the speech, uh, what one shouldn't should say, what one shouldn't say, what one should act on, what one shouldn't act on. Uh, and this is the wisdom that's able to also separate out uh, the states of mind uh, that knows when the mind is in a state of skillfulness or goodness or a state of unskillfulness or in a bad state. So this is a very important wisdom and this wisdom also has results uh, in that it uh, promotes the higher levels of wisdom as well uh, the, to the levels of jhanas, uh, insights, knowledges, and there's the uh, promotes the wisdom of the higher levels that is able to see into the impermanent unsatisfactoriness and not self and see into the four noble truths and to the level that one's able to attain to the paths and fruits of Nibbana. And so all these uh, attainments, they require the this type of, or this level of wisdom as our foundation in order to get there. So this also is the cause, or this level of wisdom is also the cause that promotes our mindfulness as well. Um, it makes our mindfulness to be able to work uh, well and do its job, and we can use it uh, well when we have this level of, of wisdom. And the next level of wisdom is the wisdom that can take one's mind to gain samadhi, to gain the jhana's absorptions. It's the wisdom that one is able then to see into the three characteristics of impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and not-self, uh, which we call the vipassana wisdom. And uh, this is this, this level of, of, of wisdom. And the next level of wisdom is the what we call vijja and jnana, so insight, or, the, or this vijja and jnana is, is a name for wisdom. Uh, and so this vijja is talking about the three knowledges, and then it also is... Ref um, uh, this on this level, it's also referring to the six abhinyas, which is this not uh, special knowledges, such as remembering uh, past lives, um, or knowing where uh, beings uh, will be born, will arise. In this is this level of wisdom, and then the most highest supreme level of wisdom is uh, the wisdom that's able to see into the Four Noble Truths. And this is a wisdom that we call Aranya Marga, the Noble Path. And it's when it arises, then it's able to abandon the defilements and one attains to the Dhamma. Um, being an Arya, being a noble being uh, of the levels from Sotapanna, stream entry, all the way to Arahantship. And so this is the wisdom in the uh, Noble path or Aryamaga and it uh, frees or liberates one from all uh, suffering according to its levels and, and this is the wisdom that's able to abandon defilements. And so 
we'll only explain about wisdom uh, just this much. And then uh, we'll talk about mindfulness or sati as uh, this important quality. And so what is sati like? Um, how is it connected to wisdom? What is sati's duty when it arises? Then what is that like? And what is it? what duty does it serve when it arises? So we can notice then when uh, mindfulness or sati arises, then it fulfills uh, two duties. And the first duty is that when it arises and it uh, stops us, it stops us from going to things that will cause us suffering, uh, things that will lead to um, hot states of mind or troubles. Um, and it, is it uh, stops us from going out um, to those directions, to all the, the bad things, the akusala, the unskillful. It doesn't let us do that. It doesn't let us speak in those bad ways. Uh, it's able to stop our minds from, from going out in that way or going out to those objects uh, that, that like that. Uh, it is able to, to stop all the um, unskillful states of mind from arising. And so this is when mindfulness arises. It, it helps us to in this way. So what I'm talking about is sati, mindfulness. And so for one who this sati arises quickly, then they may drift off into other thoughts uh, for a short time or they get drowsy or nod off for a short time. But then there's this thing telling them to be aware and it tells them to come back to the meditation object. Um, if this happens just after a short time, then this means that one's mindfulness is coming up quickly. Uh, but for someone who it comes up very slowly, uh, maybe they're off in thinking for a long time, maybe nodding off for a long time uh, until this um, this knowing comes back to, to tell us to uh, come back to the meditation object. Um, or maybe one has... Uh, fallen asleep, one's not aware at all of the body and mind for a long time. Uh, this means that one's mindfulness comes up slowly. And so that's a duty or the first duty of mindfulness. The second duty of mindfulness is that when this mindfulness arises, then it pulls us to things that are of value, of benefit, that are of skillfulness, of goodness, things that will develop and improve us. Um, it pulls us into a good way and so it does its duty uh, like this and it helps us to do our work and duties in a good way. Uh, it pulls our mind in order to, uh, sorry, it pulls our mind towards merit and goodness. So in meditation practice, then we can see the workings of mindfulness happening like this. So if the mind goes out to something outside of one's meditation object or one isn't aware of one's body or the, the subject one's uh, contemplating, then uh, it's telling us to go back to the meditation object, to go back to this awareness of the body and it tells us to be with the in and out breath, be with 
the metta, the spreading of metta, or without chanting the verse that we're chanting at that time, or the meditation repetition, and tells us to be aware of the the body, the movement of the body, being aware of it. It keeps us with this body and mind, and so this, if there is this working of mindfulness in this way that it's pulling us like this, then it means that our mindfulness is working. So to have this mindfulness working like this, then we need to have wisdom as its basis. There's the wisdom that is able to separate out the merit and demerit, skillfulness and unskillfulness, what one should or shouldn't do or speak. It's able to separate out this well. And so if it's able to, and this wisdom is able to do this, then this promotes our mindfulness, that it stops us from going to things that will be of danger and blame to us. And it takes us to go to things that are of value and are, are good to us. So because of the time constraints in this session, then won't be able to fully explain uh, more about this, uh, but we'll say a little bit about the methods that we need to know have the wisdom to separate out between merit, demerit, skillfulness, and unskillfulness. Um, and we will have learned it uh, before, but it's uh, important that we are able to separate out uh, different mind states. Um, and before we can separate out things of mind states, we need to know about our actions and speech uh, first. We know that our wisdom and mindfulness is working on this level. And so this is seeing about skillfulness and unskillfulness and uh, our mindfulness and wisdom is, is working on this level. So this unskillfulness or akusala is referring to body and the body actions such as uh, killing living, living beings, harming life of others, not having metta, goodwill. On the other side, the kusala side is having... Uh, metta, goodwill, having compassion to others, other living beings, uh, to help uh, and assist others. And on the akusala side of the bodily, um, of the body is uh, taking uh, what's not yours, uh, cheating others. Um, this is akusala. And on the other side of the kusala is of generosity, sharing uh, to others. And so in conclusion or in uh, to to leave you with is uh, may your mindfulness grow may you promote your mindfulness to be at a good level may you learn about separating out merit demerit skillfulness unskillfulness uh, may you be able to separate that out uh, better uh, may you develop in the satipatthanas the foundations of mindfulness of the body feelings, mind and mind objects, uh, so that you can improve your mindfulness and may you all grow in your practice of the Dhamma.